0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a new week. Um, Hope your weekend was good. If you're here in Tampa, uh, we're just getting started with the Stand 20 here at the River Tampa Bay. Um, And uh, uh, man, really looking to glorify God and see souls saved and make a stand for the Bible in these trying times. You know, especially with what's happening now, this is really about in response to... um, Uh, the fact that churches were closing down because of the virus, but now with what's happening all across the U.S. with riots, it's really the only uh, way to deal with injustice is with justice and with love, right? So God calls us to love. The Bible says you'll know them um, uh, by their unity, by their love. So it's time for the body of Christ uh, really to stand up and say, you don't... um, uh, you don't think let things go unsaid. You stand up for the hurting. The Bible talks a lot about God being the one who judges, uh, who who defends the poor, defends the weak. Um, and then at the same time, you don't fight. You don't fight fire with fire. You you don't go back and 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 persecute someone. You let God be the one who gives vengeance, and you aim at peace, and you aim to walk in love. And so for us, this is an answer the preaching of the gospel is really the only solution. Uh, I was talking with someone earlier and we were talking about racism and I just said, you know, it's really not even a matter of racism. It's a matter of hearts that are, uh, hearts that are corrupt, hearts that are wicked. You know, you look at where I'm from in South Africa and, uh, you go back 60 years and there was a lot of hatred from white people to, uh, the black people. And then now it's reversed. And you see there's revenge and there's the black people singing songs about kill the white person and, uh, uh, you know, people getting killed and brutally killed and stuff. But you could take all the white people out of South Africa tomorrow. And, you know, there's actually more going on between the black people killing from South Africa, killing people from uh, other countries. So it doesn't matter. You could, you know, eliminate a race off the earth. You could take all white people out of South Africa. You could take all uh, whatever it is. You go to China and they don't like the so-and-sos that live there. And you go to Mongolia and they don't like the so-and-sos that live there. But you take those away and there's going to be they'll, will the, the anger and wrath and really that, that spirit that wants to murder comes from the devil and it has nothing to do with race. It's about the heart of man. So the remedy is the love of God. And for, as the body of Christ, we have to make it clear. That's where we stand. We stand to bring love, to heal the broken heart, to stand up for what's right, but to do it in a way that glorifies God. Today, um, that's not my subject today. Today, I'm going to talk about um, unbelief uh, and doubt, and really help you begin to see um, uh, what really hinders people in their faith walk. The Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please Him." We know the the Bible also says that uh, that the just shall live by faith. So, for us to take ground in the kingdom of God, we do it by our faith. There's 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 times. The stand is a, is a great example. There's times where there's a challenge. You know, this isn't a, a small endeavor. You look at Pastor Rodney's ministry and going to New York in 1999, Madison Square Garden, there's steps of faith that the Lord calls people to, there's uh, steps of faith that the Lord calls people to take. And how to walk successfully in faith is one of the biggest keys is dealing with unbelief and with doubt. So we're going to talk about these two things. Um, number one, I want to just start by reading, uh, Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 22 and 23. And it says, um, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that these things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. You know, you can see there clearly in this one verse that there's two forces that counteract each other. The Bible says you have to first say faith is an action, so there's got to be something that um, uh, there has to be a you know you speak or you act. There's an action, but then it says have faith, which we know faith is of the heart, and then it says don't doubt. And so you can see you may have faith, but if there's doubt, then you're gonna you're gonna run into places where you don't have answered prayer because you doubt. So many people go through their lives saying, well, you know, I've just got these doubts. I've got these doubts. Um, so let's talk about that first doubt. What is unbelief? There's a difference between doubt and unbelief. And this is huge to know when I realized this, this was a big deal for me. First of all, understand that all doubt and unbelief comes from your senses and comes from the devil. The devil is the source of doubt and unbelief. Uh, he, he wants you to doubt the word of God. You know, we all know, we would say, all of us would say, God is true. God has never lied. God has never sinned. God can't be wrong. So if God said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, why is there any doubt at all, right? The devil tries to challenge who you are. So the doubts can be about you. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I haven't fasted and prayed enough. Maybe I'm not spiritual enough. Maybe I haven't read enough scripture verses, whatever. And then he challenges on the level of faith. Doubt though, doubt is a really suspended judgment. The one who doubts suspends judgment. It's someone who hasn't made up their mind. It's someone who, who looks and says, you know, I haven't seen all the evidence. So it's, it's from the word, it, it, it actually also means fear. Someone who doubts is someone who f- fears. It originates from the Latin word dubious, which means unsettled. It means that you haven't fully made up your mind. That's why in the book of James, it says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's a doubter. A double-minded man is a doubter. Someone who says, yes, I know God's going to do it. And then says, well, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm believing the Lord for this much money. And then, oh, maybe I'll just go get a loan. You know, it's someone who just hasn't made up their mind. When it comes to faith, you have to decide. It's either working or, you know. I'm either going to die trying, or it's going to work. You have to put yourself out there, right? There's no backup plan. There's no plan B. I've I've made up my mind. God is true, and so when it comes to God's word, you make up your mind. It's like when you sit. Use this. We use this analogy a lot. You sit down on a seat. When you sit down on a chair, you you know your body becomes at a place where if the chair doesn't catch you, unless you grab a hold of the arm and lower yourself down. If the chair doesn't catch you you're in trouble if those knees. I've had, I've had the legs of, of a chair buckle on me before, and it wasn't pretty, right? But you, you have faith that the chair is going to hold you up. As Christians, we're called to have faith that God's Word is going to hold us up, where we face something, uh, a, a dire situation, that we can look at God's Word and see um, and see that there's, uh, there's a promise for us. And we say, Lord, you haven't failed yet. And you're not going to fail now. And you, and you calm yourself, quiet yourself, take rest in the word, and are confident that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. So the difference between doubt and unbelief is doubt is suspended judgment. Nathaniel can actually be, uh, excuse me, doubt can actually be honest. Nathanael doubted. It says, um, Nathaniel doubted. He said, can anything good come, come from, uh, from Galilee, uh, uh, from Nazareth? He said, can anything good come from there? And so he doubted that this was the Messiah, but then he believed later on. So doubt can be honest. Hey, I just don't know if I've ever, I don't know how that works, but you should be able, the moment you see it in the word, to pass judgment. One of the things that's really helped me the most with with faith is understanding that faith is a conscious act of my mind to believe. First of all, my belief is in my heart. So it's it's my it's my heart of faith, but my mind, I still have to deal with that. You know, you can have doubts in your head, but faith in your heart, but you have to deal with your head. And so with my head, I just make up my mind. I believe the word. If it's in the Bible, it's my number one source of information and it's, and it's true and it's every time. It's, it's yes for me now. And so that's what you decide in your mind. And then your heart, you put your trust in God. Unbelief is different. Unbelief is a refusal to believe. There's a big difference. If you're having a tough time believing, it's not unbelief, it's doubt hey, I just haven't made up my mind, you know, and I, you know, I haven't seen enough evidence, right? Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're trained to look for evidence just in life, to look to see what something is. You know, it's like if you think of driving a car and you look ahead and you see a vehicle and you're like, what type of vehicle is that? It's like you're looking for evidence, right? You look, you see the shape, the shape makes you think it might be a Mustang. You get a little closer. Oh, I see the Ford. I'm what are you doing? You're collecting evidence and then you're going to pass judgment, right? You're You're going to make a decision. You're going to, unsuspend judgment. Doubt is where you just aren't sure. Hey, did you see the, are you sure this is the description of the guy? Yeah, I think that sounds right, right? You, you can have doubts. But when we look at God's word, you can look and say, there is no doubt this word will work for me and it'll work every time. It doesn't matter how close we get to the time where I need it to work. It's going to work. Unbelief is different. Unbelief is very different from doubt. Unbelief is skepticism. It's a negative rejection to faith. It's an an indisposition to believe. The definition of an unbeliever is an infidel. Unbelief is a negative action. It's a deliberate action. It's a decision to not believe. I don't believe that. It actually proceeds from an evil heart. Hebrews 3.12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God unbelief says no without thought or without proof. It's just a straight up denial. No, I do not believe. There's people in the body of Christ who say, I do not believe that miracles happen. They could see a miracle happen and they choose not to believe. There's there's people who used to be, uh, you know, used to, there's a guy that I know who used to be a part of a, a Christian cult, right? It wasn't a religion. It was a cult. Uh, I'll just, I mean, I'll throw it out there. He was a Mormon and started questioning the Mormon church and, um, and then went away from the Mormon church and then started like critiquing the Mormon church, all this online. Right. And then all of a sudden couldn't be persuaded. So when I, when I started talking about miracles to him, he was like, well, I'd need to see proof. And I sent him proof. I sent someone with, uh, someone who had come through healing school and had a report from the doctor of cancer and had a clean bill of health. And, and the doctor saying, we can't find any evidence that you ever had cancer. But people like that have just made up their mind. They refuse to believe. Their whole worldview is based on that. And so you'll find people who, if you look in the Bible, it's very, very clear to see tongues are for today. Miracles are for today. You have to come up with a weird doctrine based off one or two scriptures that say, uh, one or two scriptures that you twist to say, it's like people who say, you know, uh, they use a scripture about vengeance and they say, it's this rioting and looting is good that God would want them to do this. No, the Bible says thieves go to hell. So, I mean, be pretty clear, you know, in the New Testament, they, use, they take an Old Testament scripture and they twist it and they talk about vengeance and an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And they throw that, hey, one man dies, we've got to go kill other people. The Bible says thou shalt not kill. So it's like, you know, you, you look at these things and people can twist it, but unbelief mocks without seeking to determine. Many people mock the move of the Spirit of God. But when it comes to your faith, to be able to look and say, Lord, I believe and encourage your heart and not just settle and say, my faith isn't good enough. But Father, I'm choosing to not have suspended judgment, not have doubt. Lord, I don't doubt. Lord, I believe you keep feeding your heart. Lord, every time I look at your word, your word is pure power. Your word is my ultimate reality. Yes, the facts may say something, but your word is greater. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to decide in my mind, first of all, that Lord, I believe every time. If it's in your word, it's a yes, and it's for me, and it's for now. Faith is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. And so unbelief, um, unbelief makes it that no spiritual thing can flourish. Israel wandered for 40 years in the, in the wilderness because of unbelief. What well, was the story there? God said, I've given you this land. And they took the word of 10 spies who came back and said, no, the giants are too big. And they said, I know God. I know God said, but. You know, the conversations that I have with people yeah, about healing. You know, I know all the scriptures, but. You're saying, but I don't believe them. I don't believe they're for me. I don't believe they're now. And I don't believe, you know, there's some special special set of circumstances that disqualifies you so whatever it is if it's finances it's for, if it's for a spouse it could be for that you've been believing the lord for a spouse and you've grown discouraged but you know that the lord gave you a word but the bible says those who through faith and patience inherit the promises you don't care you know you don't carry your prophecy as a burden there's prophecies that god will give you you do what it takes to be prepared for me i was called to the ministry yes i have to respond to that but I don't have to. Do, I don't have to carry that prophecy as a burden. The Lord said it, and I'm the one who just cooperates. All right, Lord, what do we do today? What do you want me now? And you just, if you follow the Lord every day and you go where He wants you to go, you'll end up in His perfect will. As long as you're not resisting Him in an area, but don't carry, don't carry the burden of you, of of your prophecies. And so you, you, your life spiritually can't flourish in unbelief. You're, and it could be your health. It could be whatever. But you choose. Whatever lie the devil has told you for you to settle below perfect faith, that's caused you to stop and say, yeah, I'm disqualified from this. That comes from the root of unbelief. God wants to rid you on that. Faith is an act. So let's talk about how to deal with unbelief. Number one, faith is an act. We destroy unbelief by acting on God's word. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, when God speaks to you and tells you to take a step of faith, it may be in the area of giving. That's where, when you act, you step into faith. There's a faith that comes when you act on God's word. When you step, and you may be nervous, you may be whatever, but you act on the word of God. Hebrews 11:7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. It's by an action of faith, a clear action of faith that you destroy unbelief. You also hide the word in in your heart. Many people don't know how to how to really welcome the word into their life. When the word comes, number one is you always just agree with it. Lord, my mind may not may want to reason me out of this, but your word is true every time. I agree with it. Number two, I rejoice over it. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that there's miracle working power on the inside of me. Thank you that you said I'm anointed. And you agree with the word. And then number three, you meditate on the word. That's how you can actually grow and, and it becomes more of a confidence for you. But it, it'll take you just acting in faith to say, God, I believe. God, I believe. And you take a step and that's where God meets you. And that's where you begin to see miracles. And you begin to grow because you see the Lord moving on your behalf. So, so you act. Mark 3, 5. And when he had looked around about him on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored whole as the other. God calls people to act in faith. And so until you're willing, and it almost takes a decision beforehand. You know, when God speaks to me, I'm going to act. When God requires something of me, I'm going to give it. And you decide beforehand because that's where you see victory is where you are believing the Lord for something and he prompts you to action. There will always be an action. There will always be an action because faith is an action. I want to see you walk in victory. Let this be the best week that you've had. Whatever you're believing the Lord for, don't be discouraged. Encourage your heart. Put the word of God afresh in your heart and say, Lord, whatever it is I need to do, I'm ready to do it. God, I'm looking to move forward. I'm not a person of doubt or unbelief. I've decided your word is true in Jesus name. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.